On today's Spotlight on KRWC, we're going to finish up the week with uh, kind of a 2020 review and a look ahead to uh, 2021 with Buffalo Mayor Terry Lockermeyer, who joins us. And Terry, good morning to you. Good morning, Tim. Thanks for having me today. It's always great to talk to you. I don't uh, think we've had an opportunity to chat since uh, the election, so let me lead off with uh, congratulations on winning uh, re-election to the uh, mayoral post. And uh, it was just part of a what's been a really wild year, hasn't it? It really has. I mean, with um, two opponents for mayor and seven people running for council, I think it says a lot for our community. There's there's a want for involvement, and, and I always appreciate that. Um, you know that I'm a diehard Buffalo uh, cheerleader, so I just get excited that, you know, we have opportunities coming up, in, um, and we've had, you know, for the most part, I mean, I know we've had a tough year with COVID, um, a lot of um, people having to adjust their lifestyles and not being able to be together, and I think that's kind of the key element for, you know, all of us is that we, I think we just miss each other. We miss being together, and and um, we miss being in, in the public and you know, giving business to our local small businesses and just, I don't know, I, I, I miss people and I miss the, the celebration of, um, you know, the holidays that we would normally be in um, crowded uh, malls and, and uh, spending time with family. Yeah. So that's been the tough part of 2020 for me and I think for everyone. Getting back to the, uh, to the election front, you know, it, especially for uh, positions uh, like within a city, uh, our size, you know, I mean, these are uh, positions that, how to say this best, it's a tough situation, especially in this year, for all kinds of communities, and especially, you know, smaller communities that, uh, boy, there's a lot of tough things to <laughs> to uh, try to get through, and to see that kind of um, interest in serving the community, uh, I thought, you know, pretty much the same as you said it, that uh, I was really impressed with with how many people were interested enough to say, yeah, you know what, I'd like to give it a try. You know, I think, too, they're seeing the struggles and they want to be part of the discussion. And we certainly welcome that. I, I mean, I think the big conversation over this last election was transparency and involvement, again, making sure that the public is part of uh, the decision making. And of course, when you elect someone, you're allowing them to be your voice. But it doesn't mean that your voice isn't heard um, I certainly take phone calls and emails and um, messages uh, from people all the time about their concerns about different things that are happening in our community. But, you know, that's the reason we need to do kind of a look back on the year, because I think with all that's happened, I think there's a lot of sadness that people are suffering. But I can tell you that the city of Buffalo, um, with that being said, has really had some record numbers for a lot of different entities within the city. And, you know, I love being able to share that with you, Tim, because I always like to see some of the bright side as well as I know, you know, the suffering is there. Um, you know, our, our wild marsh has had the best season um, since 2000 or excuse me, 2000, well, 16 years ago when we had the acquisition and our wine and spirits has experienced the largest sales in its source history, which obviously we're all spending more time at home. Um, you know, we we just have, we're having to look at some of the things that maybe we didn't look at before because people need to see some bright, the bright side of things, as well as, you know, what they're going through personally. And uh, despite the fact that, you know, things were kind of uh, in turmoil a lot during 2020, there uh, have been 
some things that have been moving forward. Um, do you want to talk about the the vision update a little bit? Because this was something that was kind of held, you know, give uh, citizens a chance to give some input on on different areas of, uh, I guess, mainly the downtown, but the other parts yeah. of the city too. You know, to, to lead that off, I want to talk about Havenwood completing in June of 2020, a 90-unit senior living downtown opened, um, and they are, you know, probably at about 65% uh, occupancy. Um, our ALO, I always say it wrong, it's ALOA, apartment, 60 units, downtown opened in October, um, you know, early November, and they're at 100% with a waiting list the day they opened they were at 100% occupancy. So we were definitely in need of some um, housing in our, in our city. And um, that's obviously being shown with these numbers. Um, you know, the, the best part of the year was that downtown vision study, which we entered into with a design company. They came in and they brought stakeholders into, and citizens into discussions. And this was just slightly before we started to kind of lock down. So January, February, we were having open conversations with the public about how they, they saw the downtown and how they would like to see um, the future of the downtown. So those discussions opened up into the stakeholders, which are like the business owners of downtown and the people who live in that surrounding area. And, and, and they got to tell about what they thought they've seen happen and what they want to see happen. You know, obviously there's huge changes happening with um, Wright County moving out to their new campus in 2021. So we had to include that footprint in this discussion for the downtown of, of what are the possibilities of what happens with that spot. And with the county involving the city and being involved in this vision update, I think we're getting some really great ideas. Um, obviously, they're not short-term, they're a long-term kind of thing, but that'll that'll happen with our comprehensive plan, which we have updated which we will be updating over the next two years. So, you know, a lot has happened, a lot. Yeah, and on the topic of, of the um, moving of the county campus uh, in full, you know, that's been kind of transitioning a little bit, but it's been held back somewhat by COVID. But once the uh, the uh, the new uh, administration or the regular courthouse building, if you will, or the, uh, the county uh, government center, moves out there. Um, I don't know. I, to me, it just seems like that might be, you know, that that parcel that's going to be, uh, quote unquote, open for discussion might be the biggest thing in Buffalo in a long, long time, really. Well, I think the, the best part is, is that we started the conversation knowing that that was going to be an option. And um, going into our comprehensive plan, knowing that that's an option, I think it allows us a better uh, blank slate to, to work from. So, you know, what we having the people input is going to be crucial. And, you know, with the amount of people that ran for council and ran for mayor, we know that people are interested in the conversation. So, you know, I put that out there. I say, you know, don't come when it's when the decision's been made, come during the conversation. People need to be part of that. I, I, I've never, ever told anyone not to, to be part of it. I've always wanted to be inclusive. Um, our city staff is open to that conversation. So, you know, this is a big project. I mean, it's leading to so many amazing things that are, that are happening. As you know, we're, we're finishing up the, well, we're starting the construction of the fire station downtown. Um, 
that will be completed in 2021. We are totally on target for it. So that's kind of in that campus. So there's going to be a whole new look of our downtown in the next, you know, five years. I mean, we're looking at some some huge changes, but I think there's changes that will complement all of the surrounding, um, you know, area. It will complement the downtown. It will give people in, in, in the ability to kind of be together um, and use that lake as the focal point, like we have always kind of wanted it to be. So, you know, I see this as kind of a an opportunity for our citizens and for the city. Maybe you can clarify, uh, Terry, for those that maybe haven't followed it real closely. What um, you know, what options really the the city or what what part the city can play in that discussion? Because uh, am I right in saying ultimately the the county owns that area, but I'm sure the city, you know, wants to to be a partner in, in what happens with that area, too. Well, they're definitely including us in the conversation with they've had several. They've also had a study group come in and, and look at what the options are for that property. Um, you know, I don't know if you heard earlier, Tim, but they knew that it was going to be very costly for them to renovate that building. It was $20 million in order just to get it up to where they needed to be in the minute they would occupy it, it would be um, not big enough for what they needed. So they, they automatically, you know, eliminated that as a, as a, as a, an option for them to use for a courthouse and moved it to the campus knowing that it was going to be um, savings for them, great savings over the long haul. So the building we know is probably not an option to uh, be a purchase. Uh, it would probably be something where it, it's demolished, which I know that hurts a lot of people um, thinking that it's, you know, a newer building, but it, it's, it's, it's not a new building. And it, it is something where if someone came into it, which I don't know that that's not still an option, although it isn't one of the options that I've seen, um, I would think that it would be uh, taken down and, and made into a, a, a kind of a campus of its own of different structures and again complement the down the downtown with with housing and you know I know I've heard the possibility of a community center on that site as well so there's been a lot of discussion now it's time you know in the next year or two years to discuss exactly what's going to happen but there certainly are you know four different options that the, the county's looking at they haven't made all of them public other than working with the city and um, some of those design groups. And one of them was our downtown visioning. They did share those ideas so that we could um, bring it into the conversation and let those stakeholders know what the thoughts were of the county. So those, some of it has been shared, some has not. Um, but it's still, it's kind of up in the air. I mean, there's a lot of different things we could do with that property. Yeah. And the, um, in addition to the, to the actual building site or the, you know, the plot where the the building itself is is on that footprint. Then there's uh, other adjacent parking lots and things that kind of go along with that too. It there it is an enormous piece of if you if you've ever seen the video we put on our website about three years ago, we basically took a picture um, up from above of the campus of downtown, and that takes up about a fourth of the the property because of the parking lots in the area and overlooking the lake and. So we're talking prime real estate property, and so we've got to be super careful about how we move forward because we don't want to ruin this chance. Um, I think putting a courthouse there gave, 
it was great for the people who worked there that would have that view of Buffalo Lake, but it also had a jail under it. And I think everyone thought, wow, you're going to give, you know, people who are, you know, incarcerated the best view of the city um, when we could maybe um, make better use of it. So, you know, the future has to be something that we allow the citizens to, um, you know, have part of and, and maybe have them be a stakeholder in it, like someone who, if we had a community center there, I think everyone could buy into the fact that that property would be well utilized. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we will have a community center there at some point. You know, it, it, like I said, I don't get to make the decision, but I, I'm, you know, I'm letting the people and wanting the people to be in the conversation about it. Sure. Let's um, maybe uh, get back to the fire station just for one second. Um, sure. Uh, a lot of people saw, you know, the uh, the site preparation uh, kind of took off uh, in the spring of this year, and then uh, it seemed like a lot of people were saying, well, it's just been idle for a long time, and then all, now in the uh, later fall it's taken off again. Well, you know, there's a process that has to happen when you're building a building of this um, size and, and what it's going to hold, these larger pieces of equipment when it, with our 100-foot aerial ladder. It's a, it's a lot of weight. So what had to happen is we had to put um, – they had to put dirt on top of the ground to compact it, and it had to be a certain compact to be able to handle the weight of the building and the trucks that'll be um, put inside. So it was a like four months they had to let the um, the the ground settle and make sure that it's compact enough for the, the weight of, of the building that's going to be on top of it. So that was that was a huge. I thought too, what are we doing? And when they when they explain the process, it makes sense to me that with you know, several trucks and the weight of a brick building on top of it, it's going to need to be a very stable. And at one point, I don't know if you knew this, but there was kind of a spring that ran through there. So they really had to make sure the ground was, was ready for this um, or prepared for the, the fire station to be built. Yeah. Is there a timetable as far as the, the completion estimates? Uh, I know it's mid-21. Yeah, I would say, you know, we we planned on being able to have the open house that we normally have in October um, at the new station. I don't know that that's possible, but I'm hoping that we're, I know that we're on, we're on track for completion. And actually with the weather, it's just been ideal for the, for the construction workers to work in this and not have to deal with like snow and snow removal at this point. So, you know, we're hoping that they stay on track. And if they do, I believe, you know, my wishful thinking will be in by 2021 yeah. and, um, you know, be able to, to celebrate the building completion. And then the, uh, once that is complete, then are there already plans for the uh, space that will be uh, vacated f- for uh, the fire department? Well, actually, um, yeah, well, there's a lot of discussion and, you know, I've got my wish list. Uh, I knew at one point we were going to use it for fiber storage, but now we already have made plans for that. And it, so that will not be it. We looked at the, the police station taking that, that spot, but the building would need um, far too many uh, upgrades to do that. So, you know, long story short, I'd like to use it. Um, this is just me, again, wishful thinking. I've, just, I've talked about it with staff. There's no decisions that have been made, but you guys are aware or people are aware that we have a little um, toy shop that we run out by Sturgis Park. And it's in basically a two-car garage. And I would love to move those people to the old fire station for a while because there's a, a, obviously there's a bathroom within the building other than having a little portable one outside. 
and it's a little safe. It would be a lot safer for those seniors that, you know, there's, there's 17 to 25 seniors that go there weekly, a couple days a week that I think it's really keeping them healthy. Um, I would love to see that come there for a couple of years until we maybe talk about the community center possibilities. So, you know, in interim, we would use some for storage. Um, we would definitely utilize the building uh, because it, it, it is, it's hooked on to city hall. So, I mean, it's, it could be used for uh, the police to store things and also um, maybe a toy shop for uh, at least a couple of years. Yeah. That's my hope. I don't know that that'll happen, but again, that's just in discussion. Buffalo Mayor Terry Lockermeyer, our guest on today's Spotlight on KRWC. We're kind of reviewing 2020 and maybe uh, shifting now to to uh, 2021. The uh, One of the more recent things that has uh, come to light is... Uh, 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 an interest expressed by uh, Coburns to perhaps uh, build another supermarket in town. Yeah, this has been kind of in the works for the last probably four or five, maybe six longer months. But nothing could really be said, but Rice Companies applied for a 45,000-square-foot retail facility on 10 acres um, in Buffalo uh, to put their Coburn store in. I, and I, I do see this as, you know, something that we're going to see in 20. Uh, to be started in 2021. Um, it's going to be at planning and zoning on, on Monday night. We have, I think there's eight items on the agenda Monday night. I mean, we've just got a ton of things going on. Uh, you know, I'm glad you brought it up because I think, again, that gives hope to the public that we're still seeing businesses um, come to Buffalo. Um, I want to remind the public that we need to take care of our small businesses. We need to give them business whether it be um, buying takeout for, for meals or gift cards during the holiday seasons, um, just make sure that we're keeping them. We, we want them to um, remain and, well, hopefully remain and um, be very vital in our coming year. So this is great news, and, and I do foresee it coming, but I want people, don't lose sight of the fact that we have businesses here that we need to keep and, and we need to make stable. Yeah, and it's all uh, a part of, you know, uh, coming during a time that's been, as you say, very <laughs> turbulent, unfortunately, for a lot of a lot of local businesses, especially the small independent ones. It is. I can tell you that our Chamber of Commerce has just really um, been so vital in, in keeping, you know, up front with our businesses, helping them to, to thrive where they can. And the fact that the city's kind of worked with them over the COVID, um, over this very difficult, unprecedented time to make sure that we can change ordinances to make sure they can, you know, have outdoor seating if need be. Um, and if there's like, we, we lowered, we took away their liquor, uh, didn't take away, we actually changed and, and we charged much less and sometimes none for their liquor licensing through the city so that we could do what we can. One of the biggest things that we've done over this time this year is to give, we were, we were given $1.24 million for the CARES funds, and Buffalo was able to take 500000 and we set it aside for small business grants, and we awarded 40, 54 businesses in need um, some financial funding during this um, COVID uh, crisis. So we feel, you know, very hopeful. We're hoping that that's going to sustain some of those businesses over these next couple months. Um, obviously, the 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 government is looking at some other subsidies, and I'm hoping we see those in the near future so that we can con- continue to give the businesses what they need to stay afloat. A lot of things coming here in 2021, and it'll be interesting as, uh, you know, the complexion of the council will definitely be changing, plus the fact that mm-hmm. uh, we have a, a, 
a new city administrator, although she's certainly no uh, stranger to a city government here in Buffalo. Lorraine has been, um, you know, very, very much uh, in in the focus of things for a long time. You know, Tim, I'm really glad you brought that up because that gives me the opportunity to thank our 40-year administrator um, after his retirement this last year in 2020. He did a magnificent job of um, just really giving uh, Buffalo just that foundation that we needed. And the fact that he mentored Lorene, I think, for the last, um, you know, 40 years of, of what she would be kind of put in big shoes to fill. And, you know, I'm so happy that she is that person because she's got the history to pull from and she knows that there's a bright future for Buffalo. She's got a great staff. She's implemented some very big open conversations with our management. Um, she's doing great with our new our, our, our assistant administrator, um, Allison Matt, Matthew. She started um, in July and just just taking off like a bullet. She's involved. She's developing that trust between the staff and. I just really think that um, Lorraine is doing a nice job of kind of moving us forward with a lot to do in 2021. Definitely. Maybe you could shed a little bit of light, too, on what uh, the new, uh, you know, at one point uh, you were uh, an incoming uh, council person yourself. Uh, so maybe you can shed a little light on what the, uh, the new council will have to get up to speed on. Well, the nice thing is, is Nick O'Rourke, our new, um, our new council member who's coming in, and Steve Downer obviously was reelected, which is great because he brings uh, a wonderful piece to our council and, and just kind of that line item guy who looks at everything, and I appreciate that of him. And he's always such a sensible person. we got Nick O'Rourke who's been um, wanting to be involved for quite some time, he, he tells us, and he's been at every meeting since the election and prior listening in, learning about our budget process, I'm learning about um, how we do our updated comprehensive plan, um, vision and goals. He's called me several. We've met personally and um, had some discussions over the phone about, you know, how we move forward. We recently did a utility study for the water, a wastewater, and our electric, and he's been part of that conversation. These are crucial conversations that will really build, again, a foundation for our future. He's been involved, interested, and really speaking for the people. So I think we're going to have a nice, we're going to lose Linda Kiddock, who's been with us for four years, and she's done a wonderful job of representing the community, and we want to thank her for that. But I think just moving forward, we've got a great future with the council, and and, and hopefully everyone enjoys this council and, and is willing to speak to them. Public, you know, get on the phone, call them, write them, email them. Let's hear from you if you have questions or concerns. Sure. Lastly, uh, Terry, maybe I don't know for sure if you've got any preliminary information or if it's even been released yet. I was kind of uh, curious about uh, the census numbers. That'll be an interesting part of early 21. You know, we we do have some preliminary numbers. Um, you know, we we were at about at the last census, we knew we were at about 15, five right around there. And I, you know, my feeling is we're, I'm hoping to be around the 17, um, close to 18 with our new constructions. I mean, obviously that's with 90 units and 60 units. And we had 80 uh, single family home permits this last year. It's the best year since 2006. So I feel like our numbers are going to be uh, quite extraordinary. You know, we've, you know, my goal is to get us to 20,000. I think it opens the door of a lot of services that could come to Buffalo that wouldn't normally. Um, you know, my the big joke is Chipotle's. 
to come to Buffalo and, you know, they, they just can't come unless there's at least 20,000. <laughs> That's the goal, right? Boy, I tell you, there is a lot of people that would be uh, jumping up and down with uh, glee if they did. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, but oh, uh, I tell you, yeah. As, as you say, though, the uh, the increase, uh, the expected increase uh, in population will be interesting to see where it falls because uh, there are some really fine lines there uh, for, as you say, businesses. Not only businesses, but uh, other services and other. Uh, things that that could be a a big part of the future of the city. You know, it's interesting. I get phone calls all the time about that people are looking to come to Buffalo because they drive through and just get this great sense of this community. And I just I just want to say to the public that you know, with without the citizens and without the way that um, people are so welcoming in this city. I don't think that people would even look to come to Buffalo because they could move anywhere, right? Wright County is the large, one of the largest growing counties in the state of Minnesota. And Buffalo is, you know, we're not off 94, we're off 55 and 25. And, you know, it's all about keeping that down-home uh, country, but that feeling that people can have access to the quality of life that we can offer here in Buffalo. So, again, the citizens are the big part of what keeps us a community that people want to live in. So if we can keep that and we can bring back some of that community feel where we're actually spending time together, I think it's going to be a key component to 2021. Buffalo Mayor Terry Lockermeyer, our guest on today's Spotlight on KRWC. I think we're going to leave it there, Terry, and uh, we're going to try uh, in 2021 maybe to do uh, do this if you're willing to every couple months or so, get an update for people and, and uh, let them know exactly what's going on. Tim, I want to wish everyone a happy holidays. I want to thank you for your time, and I want to remind everyone, if you're going to give this year, give to the local food shelf. There's a great need, and our local food shelf would welcome any gifts they could get. So, Tim, have a wonderful day. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, yes, I'd love to come back in a month or two to tell you more. Sounds great. Have a great holiday season. Thanks, Tim. Okay. Bye-bye. Buffalo Mayor Terry Lankermeyer, today's guest on our Spotlight here on KRWC.